0: In the book of Matthew, five forty-five and 48, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for He makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. The sermon that I would like to continue is called, called, To Perfection. We know that this promised commandment is the inheritance of saints of all times and the commandment is specifically addressed by Christ to His students. Therefore, those who do not acknowledge over themselves the authority of a person that is sent by God have no part to the inheritance contained in this commandment and it is doubtful that they will ever be able to. According to this command, to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect is to love the righteous as God loves them and to hate the unrighteous just as God hates them, pouring out therefore using our mouth, blessing upon the righteous and curses upon the unrighteous. As it relates to fulfilling this required commandment to be vigilant over the Word of God within your heart, as God is vigilant over His spoken Word in the temple of our body, we stop to study the following question. What what specific goals does the righteousness of God pursue that abides within our heart? And in part, we've been studying that The purpose of the righteousness of God within our heart received by us in the two broken tablets of the covenant where we in the death of the Lord Jesus died by the law for the law so that we can receive justification in the new tablets of the covenant which symbolizes the resurrection of Christ so that we can live for the one that died and resurrected. Jesus is the symbol of the word of God and when the Tablets were broken by Moses, this was death. He showed here symbolically the death of Christ. And in the new tablets of the covenant, he showed the resurrection of Christ. And so, the tablets that where we died from, for the law, by the law, God wrote His law, it was uh, the law that revealed sin and condemned us. In the new tablets, Moses needed to carve them himself we ourselves need to carve upon the tablets of our heart and we need to be free from the law in the new tablets it from becoming a master over us, a guard over us he then becomes our servant our slave as we talked about in the previous service Gideon and he had ten servants the symbol of of the law, holiness He was a slave, the the law was slave uh, to him instead of him being slave to the law. In the new tablets of the covenant, we make a covenant with God, then the law becomes our slaves. It no longer reveals sin because we are free from sin. It no longer gi- longer gives power to sin because in the grace of God, in the grace of Christ, sin is destroyed. It is blotted out. God blots out these things from his memory. And after that, he looks at us in Jesus Christ. And now when we fall, we fall but we are still in Jesus Christ. We are not experienced, we still stumble and fall, but God continues to look at us as righteous. The righteous will fall seven times, but rise again. As I said, we have died for the law, by the law, in the tablets of the covenant, the broken, and the new tablets, and we receive justification freely so we can live for the one that died and resurrected so that in this way we can obtain confirmation of our salvation in new tablets of the covenant in order to give God the proper foundation He needs to give us the promise to be heirs of peace, not by the past law, but by the righteousness of faith, like He gave it to Abraham and his seed. Because it's not possible to make people heirs of peace based on the law, because this was the letter that killed. It did not give peace. It did not bear peace it bore death, and in the new tablets of the covenant, we can make a new covenant, and in this covenant, we see the inheritance of peace. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith, Romans 4.13. And so when Abraham received from God the word, he believed in it and began to confess it, God accounted to this this to him as righteousness what did he account to him as righteousness the deed he had no deeds he didn't do anything yet the fact that he believed in God and confessed in what he believed when we confess what we believe then God accounts this to us as righteousness this is the fruit of righteousness of course this is miraculous for the law in order for this to be true You needed to do something, but here, confessing what God commanded us to. I command you to count yourself dead to sin, living for God, and proclaim that not existent as existent. As your father Abraham did, I made him your father. He became the father of all those who believe. I will make you a father of many nations, he told him. He didn't become a father just of the Israelite nation. He became the father of all who believe. All nations, uh, tribes, languages, And those Israelites that do not want to confess the faith of Abraham and do not receive Jesus Christ, then the Scriptures call them the children of the devil and does not call them Israelites. We've noted that the righteousness of faith, making us heirs of the peace of God, is determined by the humble obedience of our faith to the faith of God. The faith of God is the preached word of the delegated of God and that person who represents a father that is sent to us by God. Faith, The faith of God, the the general Our faith that is obedient to God's faith Is the soldier that is obedient This is not what I feel, but what I know Faith is information that comes from the preached word But not all have listened to the report Uh, Prophet Isaiah says that Unfortunately, not all have believed a report Faith is from hearing and hearing the word of God Not all can say the word or interpret it, only those whom God has made uh, this way, whom He has made His own uh, mouth. And so when you hear this word, you begin to become that word when you confess what you hear. And when you do this, you then will receive the reward of of the same person who spoke that word. You will receive the same reward. I won't receive a greater reward than you. If you fulfill the word that I preach, then you will receive what I will receive. If I preach, but don't fulfill what I preach, but you fulfill it, you will receive and I won't. And so Paul with fear and trembling said that preaching to others, I not fall away myself. And so he says, I try, and I also, as Apostle Paul, try my best to fulfill everything that we hear so that I not be left behind. Therefore, the promise of the peace of God is only given to those people that obey the order of God that functions within the body of Christ, which contains a hierarchical structure of theocracy where God sends us His words using the mouth of His delegated ones. And so if we are obedient to the preached word, the heard word, then we have in our heart the covenant of peace. You ask, how do I determine whether I have the covenant of peace in me? The covenant of peace is not in emotions. Emotions, you actually may have an entire resistance, sense of resistance inside and disappointment, but Uh, the the covenant of peace is not in the emotions, it's in the spirit. And so, if I am obedient to God's faith, and this is, why does, uh, there is resistance in my feelings, feelings, why? Because I am obedient to the truth. The feelings don't want to agree with what I'm doing. They don't want to accept it. But if I fulfill God's commandments, then I love God. Jesus says, Don't show me your emotion. Show me your obedience to my words. If you want to say that you love me, fulfill my commandments. Follow my commandments. Do my commandments. He showed uh, uh, us how you need to love God. God gave him a command to give his life and take it back. He says, I received this uh, from my father. uh, Dying upon the Golgotha cross, he was fulfilling the will of his father in his feelings at this time there was such a resistance as we will never experience because we are in him as Noah and the ark and so the ark is the ark of salvation he experienced all of the wrath of God that was being poured out upon the earth but we were inside of him and so we will never fully experience what he did but we f- sense what's happening outwardly How this ark is being tossed, uh, how uh, 40-meter waves are tossing it here and there, and it's being tossed from wave to wave. Just as Prophet Isaiah said, I am unfortunate, I am being tossed and uncomforted. When we are in the death of Jesus Christ, and this is casting off of ourselves the old man with his deeds, why are we there? Because we have uh, decide to die for our nation, the house of our Father, and for our life in the flesh. Yes, we may not feel that these desires have died, but we ignore them, we begin to stay say, I have died for this, I don't have this, and I proclaim that not existent as existent, I began to thank God that I am freed from the old man, the sinful conduct passed down to me from my fathers, although it is showing itself, I don't pay attention to it. I say, Lord, thank you that you have freed me from the sinful conduct passed down to me from my parents. Thank you that you have destroyed the stronghold of death in my body. Thank you that you have erected the stronghold of life in my body. Thank you that you have clothed my body into immortality. I proclaim the not-existent as existent, and I speak the word that it is eternal. And when I say this, because... Because uh, the words you say, you'll be justified or you'll be condemned. What program you will confess is the one that will work on you. If you say, it will not work, I can't, God doesn't hear me. Sometimes I tell people, not everybody, but some, when they tell me, why does God not listen to me? Because God doesn't listen to a sinner. How is it that I'm a sinner? I say, yes, because if you were not a sinner, then God would hear you and you wouldn't be coming to me and saying, why does God not hear me? God listens to the righteous and does not listen to the sinner. A sinful person is one that tries to use God. He does not present himself to God. He doesn't fulfill the commandment. He in the body of Christ is an egotistical person. He's a parasite. He doesn't listen to, he doesn't serve the saints. He wants to be served. And so examine yourself if you serve the saints may you be blessed and if you don't serve the saints then you are cursed because you refuse to serve with the gift that god has given given, giving to you each one has the ability to serve it doesn't have to be spiritual gift with your time to help a person maybe with your means with your attention Uh, these are all gifts also people are lonely in this world but in the church they should not be lonely they should be surrounded by brothers and sisters and so when the war needed to be won stalin turned to the nation you know with what kind of words he said
1: brothers
0: and sisters And only with these words does a priest, the priest uses these kinds of words in the temple, although the communists confessed religion as an atheist thing. But when he understood that destruction has come, he did run to God at that moment. He released all of the uh, pastor priests from the prisons. If the people of the world begin to understand what brothers and sisters means, if the brothers and si- if we are brothers and sisters, let us serve one another, and be considerate of one another's uh, faults or other things that may, and not hate one another. Therefore the promise of the peace of God is only given to those people as we know that obey the order of God that functions within the body of Christ. And so the covenant of peace in the heart of a warrior in prayer is the result of the obedience of his faith to the faith of God that is spoken by his delegated ones. It is specifically by the means of the righteousness of faith that the covenant of peace in the format of the inheritance of peace is called to abide and be evidence within our heart that we are the children of God because the fruit of righteousness that is grown in the Eden of our heart that reveals reveals itself in the covenant of peace which is called to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so if we won't confess the faith of God in our heart, who we are in Jesus Christ, what He has done for us, then nothing will happen. Our mind will not be placed into Christ. But when we confess, God takes our words, and this is the legitimate right. He takes our words and places our mind, our thoughts, into Jesus Christ. Because out of Jesus Christ, our minds uh, will not be able to be in accordance to Scripture. They will constantly be evil, continual uh, evil. Before the uh, flood uh, happened, if you remember, God had said, because man's thoughts are evil and uh, continually evil and so only the one who saved one saved his family he put himself in God He and God told him, make an ark for your family place yourself into the death make yourself the ark so you could put yourself into his death place yourself into his death he built it this was a very large, large building that he needed to make he needed to have three levels and all Animals, all creatures needed to be in there and he, together with his family. And also food and everything else they needed uh, to survive, animals and his family. And there is no light, there will be darkness, continual darkness. His eyes needed to get used to that darkness, and in this darkness, he needed to give his family and the animals food. That is what it is in the death of Jesus Christ. That's how it is in His death. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. With thanksgiving, because you know what God has put in your account and what you want to ask Him of. Uh, It is already upon your account. And when we ask what is according to His will we receive, we need to always search if I'm asking God something, is it in accordance to His will, or is it just my desire? I often bring forth example. For example, I'm ill, I'm sick. I say, Lord, I am ill. Heal me according to your word. He won't heal you. Why? Because I'm presenting my illness from myself. I need to present it from, uh, from the angle of God's will. Lord, I know your will, that you paid the price and your son was killed upon the cross so that I can be healthy, so that I may be healed. May your will be fulfilled. That is how a priest prays. He does not present themselves. They present God's will. When Queen Esther came, she did not present her own will. She said, My master, this is not good for you. It's not good for your kingdom. If the nation perishes, this is not beneficial for you. She didn't say it's not beneficial for me. She said it's not beneficial for you. Let us learn to pray uh, from God's angle, from God's will, from the angle of God's will. If it's according to His will, uh, pray it as His will. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I want to fulfill Your will so that my body, your temple, be healthy. May your healing come into my body according to your will, because this is your will. I want to fulfill it. And he will say, Okay, I've heard you. Wait for it. And wait for it. It If it's not immediate, then you may need to go to a doctor. This is the second word of God, because all... Medicine is the second word of God. Any food is the second word of God. Clothing that we wear is the second word of God. The house in which we live, the car we drive, these are the second word of God. Because God with His word created the earth, and from the earth, everything it produces, we take of it. God blesses us with the uh, products of the earth. And these products, these are the second word of God. And so, don't consider medicine or vaccines as something satanic, but as something that is a second word of God. And uh, obviously, uh, wisely use it. This is not a command to fulfill it, but this is knowledge that you should have in yourself. And so, the fruit of righteousness demonstrated uh, to us within the atmosphere of the peace of God that is able to keep our mind in Christ Jesus is the glorious seal of God upon our foreheads, serving as a testimony of the fact that we are the holiness of God and the personal possession of God. And the seal of God reveals itself upon our foreheads with spiritual thinking or thinking of what is spiritual, serving as an atmosphere of life and peace and is the mind of Christ within our spirit. When... Our feelings are shouting, screaming, yelling. There's a, a fight going on inside. We want to do what we need to do. What Christ uh, did when the sea was
1: uh, was uh, w-
0: was impatient when there was waves, when it was, and they woke him up and the disciples and said, "Why are you sleeping? We're going to perish." And he saw them. He saw what their fear, and he commanded the sea to become silent. And they became afraid. Who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him?
1: They
0: saw new things in the Messiah. They knew he was the Son of God. But when he uh, commanded the the storms to to to. To become silent, command the storms of your feelings to become silent, just as Jesus did to the sea. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to become quiet, to become calm. God is not on our side. Christ did not die, He resurrected. Why are you shouting, screaming as of Christ? the car uh, your car was hit your spouse left you a child got sick Christ did not leave you you need to, it's the, everything will be okay and when the feelings hear this you'll see there will become a great great quiet in you upon the condition of course that in your spirit you have God's peace to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God nor indeed can be so then those that are in the flesh cannot please God. According to the given place of scripture we conclude that people who refuse the condition to have their faith obey the faith of God are the very haters of Christ who have the mark of the beast upon their foreheads who do not have
1: and so he, uh, it's, uh,
0: there's not really a seal of the beast, although it says in the scriptures there's a seal of the beast. But this is really a mark uh, that uh, he, he, as they do with uh, flocks, as you know, they mark them, they, they put, uh, they stamp them so that they know who, uh, who, who they belong to. And so people who have a carnal mind, who meditate about the things of the world, who use God's blessings and principles of faith in order to materialistically become prosperous, these people have no part to the peace of God. Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. Antichrists are haters of Christ, haters of the truth, so we understand what that word means. Who are antichrists? They are haters of Christ and haters of the truth. Even now many antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour, and now he tells us where they came from, these haters of Christ, and where that man of sin will come from. They went out from us. But they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. 1 John 2, 18, 19. The Antichrist, the man of sin, will come out from a pseudo-charismatic structure that shouts, that screams, that that squawks, uh, that howl at the moon, and so forth. There will be supernatural signs and miracles because... The dragon, the false prophet that will come before him, will sh- have grace signs, and uh, and so in the false charismatic services, there will be grace, miracles, and signs. People will be falling from supernatural effects. They don't uh, honor the true word of God. They need something in this life, physical life, and they followed Christ, not because he was the Son of God, because they had bread and, ha- and ate until they were full. That's why they followed him, and so... That is, for the most part, what religion religious people are. And so, such people cannot have any relation to the sons of peace either, as sons of peace, by the means of the peace of God, are those that are will inherit eternal salvation in the kingdom of heaven. We need to understand well that it is only by the collaboration of our spirit with our renewed mind that is in Christ Jesus that we are able to enthrone the resurrection of Christ in our body and clothe our body into the resurrection of Christ. Our mind placed into Christ Jesus is, so to have a renewed mind, you need to die for your nation, for the house of your father, and for your destructive desires. In the death of the Lord Jesus, and when you rise in his resurrection, that's when your mind will be renewed. A carnal mind is not placed into Christ Jesus. How do you determine whether I'm in Christ Jesus or not? If you have a carnal mind, then you are not in Christ Jesus. And Christ can't be in you either, because Christ is in us when we have been crucified with Christ. And it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In this way, Christ is in us, and we are in Christ, to Uh, Acts of one baptism We are placed into his death And are raised with Christ Noah went into the ark This was the death And came out of the ark This was the resurrection If he would have remained in the ark He would have perished But God brought him out of the ark And God will lead us out from death And when we come out of death We will have a new mind renewed mind by the spirit of our mind and it will be placed in Christ Jesus. So we need to, as we've said again, uh, that we only by the collaboration of our spirit with our renewed mind that is in Christ Jesus that we are able to enthrone that resurrection of Christ in our body and clothe our body into the resurrection of Christ. And so we stop to study the fourth question by what signs do we examine ourselves that we are the sons of peace, which then identifies us as the sons of God and as the most holy. Because only by the rule of the peace of God within our heart that we can examine ourselves that we are truly the sons of God. As it is written, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God, Matthew 5, 9. This is also written in the other uh, books of the gospel. The, and so peacemakers are not those who spread rumors about one another, but spread Good news about one another. When you negatively speak about a person to another, the other person then forms a negative uh, way of thinking about them. Uh, we know how authority sometimes authority speaking of someone negatively. We begin to think then about this person negatively. We need to. We need to be careful when we hear something negative, we need to say, we're called to be considerate of this person and understanding of the imperfection while the person grows in his, in his faith. If a person in the death of the Lord Jesus has not died for his nation, for the house of his father, and for his life in the flesh, then his justification that he received in salvation by faith in Christ Jesus, that is in the form of a seed, he will never convert it into the quality and format of the fruit of righteousness, where he would receive the ability to be clothed into the promise of the inheritance of God's peace, so that we can then bear uh, within our righteousness fruits of peace. Because he has not died for these three, the crown of righteousness that is being prepared for him will be taken from him. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. Revelation 3.11 And so, when Abraham, when he accounted to him, his uh, faith was accounted to him as righteousness, this was a crown. And so, if we don't become weak in hope and we confess until the end who we are to God in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us, that we in Jesus Christ are freed from sin, we have died for sin, and when we do this, we will continue to confess even though we fall, we rise again and again because we tell ourselves, it's okay, the righteous falls seven times, but the devil will say, no, no, look, you fell, that's it, you're a sinner. But you say, no, you tell him in his face, the Lord lives, the righteous falls but rises. Uh, Jesus overcame the devil by the word of God. And so the fruit of righteousness within our heart reveals itself in spiritual thinking which is a mark of God upon our foreheads. Specifically, the seal of God, mark of God upon our foreheads, that reveals itself in spiritual thinking. This is evidence of the fact that we are the sons of peace. Which serves as a proper foundation for God to fulfill His part of the covenant of peace, which consists in leading us into the inheritance of His Son so that we can share with His Son the fulfillment of all that is written about Him in the laws, prophets, and Psalms. In a particular format, we already looked at six of the signs, the consistency of which allows us to judge and examine ourselves that we are the sons of peace <clears throat> and, furthermore, the sons of God, and we start to study the seventh sign. And this is our ability to clothe our essence into the holy and selective love of God. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, Colossians 3, 14, 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. <clears throat> As the love of God is dissolved in all the things that we study, <clears throat> then we talk about this love, the essence of it, we will study, and I'll tell you why. According to the given place, the rule of the peace of God within our heart is possible only upon one condition, and that is if the known by a selective love of God will abide within our heart, and we will be clothed into its burning zeal. Comprehending the holy and selective love of God with your heart is called to fill us with all of the fullness of the peace of God or make us perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect so that we can obtain the ability like God to be vigilant over His word that we have concealed into our heart so that we can shine our sun upon the righteous and unrighteous and pour out our rains upon the righteous and unrighteous in accordance to the implemented within our heart law of God as a blessing for one and as a punishment for another as it is written also with moisture he saturates the the clouds he scatters his bright clouds and they swirl about being turned by his guidance that they may do whatever he commands them on the face of the whole earth it's talking about us uh, these clouds filled with moisture. these are clouds filled with the word of God he causes them to come whether for correction or for his land or for mercy, Job 37, 11 through 13. And so, is people that have a tolerant form of mentality that say God loves everyone, then these are clouds tossed to and from by demonic winds. Uh, these are those that have been twice... Uh, dead, twice removed uh, trees. In scripture, the selective love of God is presented by the Holy Spirit in the light of seven unchanging virtues and characteristics by the preached words spoken by the apostles and prophets. These are virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. And so this love will demonstrate itself only when these study these qualities, these qualities are one in the other, but we are studying them individually, and so the quality of love we will find, we'll study after all of these as an element of all the rest, and so by these qualities we will be able to determine whether we are clothed into the love of God or not. We've noted that in its essence, the love of God, Agape, is a sovereign love that is unconditional, specifically in regards to those persons that she has selected, in her ability to foreknow and predestine according to her will. Because of her sovereignty, the selective love of God will never violate the sovereign rights of those people that she has selected, and never allows her own sovereign rights, her boundaries of burning holiness, to be violated. Lord, is it now that you not establish the kingdom of heaven? The disciples asked uh, Jesus. They were violating at that time the sovereign right of God. Uh, They didn't realize they were doing it, and that's why Jesus said it is not for you to know the times that are from my Father, but you will receive uh, the Spirit from above, and you will be witnesses to me. In a specific format of the seven characteristics of virtue that united identified the goodness of God within our heart, we have already looked at the five and stopped to study the sixth. This is the calling to demonstrate the love of God agape in brotherly love. In the Holy Scriptures, the level of power of the selective love of God functioning within the atmosphere of brotherly love is discovered and known exclusively by the level of the power of the hatred of God toward evil men and those who do evil. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness, therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions, Hebrews nine. Apostle Paul took these words, these phrases, this phrase from the 44th uh, Psalm of David we know that evil which demonstrates itself in a person in his hatred that comes from his jealousy and pride in his heart and mind and good which demonstrates itself in a person in brotherly love are programs that they carry therefore to love righteousness and hate lawlessness is only possible in its carriers which are their programmable systems Our heart is a programmable system. What program we consider, we accept into us, will become who we are. The uh, The Lord tests the righteous. He tests the righteous. Why? Does He not know what's there? He does. He wants you to know what's there. When the Lord tests us, it's not because He doesn't know what's there. He wants us to know what's there and we know about it when we're tested when we're tested we see with what's within us we begin to see what's within us never think that God is not confident in what is there he tests us because he wants us to see what he already knows we don't know what treasure we may carry but when we're tested we then uh, see it. The Lord tests the righteous, but the wicked and the one who loves violence his soul hates. He does not test them. He hates them. Upon the wicked he will rain coals, fire, and brimstone, and a burning wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous, he loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the upright. Psalm 11 6 7. His face is in love with the righteous, he's inspired by the righteous. Relevant to this as in the previous components of the virtue of God in his unique toward us goodness which we are called to demonstrate in our faith in the seven components that we have listed above, it is necessary for us to answer four classical questions. And first, what do the scriptures say about the origin and nature of the essence of the fruit of virtue discovering itself in the heart of man in the love of God agape coming from brotherly love, which which we are called to demonstrate in our faith? What purpose in demonstrating our faith is the love of God, of God agape called to fulfill coming from the atmosphere of brotherly love? What conditions do we need to fulfill in order to demonstrate the fruit of virtue in our faith? In the love of God agape coming from brotherly love, by what signs do we examine ourselves as to whether we are demonstrating the fruit of virtue in the love of God agape coming from brotherly love? In a specific format, we already looked at the first two questions and stopped to look at the third question. What conditions do we need to fulfill in order to demonstrate in our faith the love of God uh, within the atmosphere of brotherly love. Speaking of conditions, the fulfillment of which is a demonstration of brotherly love in our faith, we need to keep in mind that these conditions are an element of a whole and do not work one without the other. First condition giving God the proper foundation to pour out His love into our heart is our decision to be born from the imperishable seed of the preached to us word. Specifically, this decision and following it hunger to perform the will of God was foreseen and foreknown by God before the creation of the world which provided God the proper grounds He needed to identify us in advance so that we can be in the likeness of His Son. Second condition, giving God the proper foundation to pour out His love into our heart within the atmosphere of brotherly love, is to demonstrate salt as the fruit of holiness within our faith. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Matthew 5.13 This is also... This phrase; These are also listed in all the books of the Gospel. According to the revelation of Scripture, the presence of salt, representing the quality of holiness, is formed in man because of his total dedication to God, which preceded total sanctification, making him an island that from all sides is washed by the purifying waters of sanctification. And so salt appears in us, forms in us, at the time of uh, dedication, but to put us upon the altar, and the fire reveals the salt. In the fire, you see the salt. But for this to happen, you need to sanctify yourself first, because an offering needed to be clean, need, need, needed to be clean, needed to be prepared so that it could be holy. Specifically, presenting your body. As Apostle Paul writes in Romans, you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God for our good service, uh, and close us into the virtue of the fruit of holiness, which makes us a salt for the earth and therefore defines the soil of our heart as good and wise. For everyone will be seasoned with fire. Upon the altar, you'll be seasoned with fire. And you know what a fire upon the altar is this is the fire of the Holy Spirit. And every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Salt is good, but if your salt loses its flavor, because it says during any offering you bring, you need to bring salt, and you need to toss salt on it in order to show that the offering is salted salt is good but if the salt loses its flavor how will you season it have a, have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another mark 9, 49, 50 although all of the sheep by nature are pure animals the one that becomes holy however is the one that is separated for a burnt offering upon the altar of burnt offering so that it can be seasoned with the salt of the covenant It is first slaughtered and then it is cut into pieces, everything washed, everything is washed with uh, in the specific uh, baths uh, that were created for this purpose, that were in the outer courtyard where the offering was washed, or our prayers. You prepare prayer words, you cleanse them from all kinds of maybe uh, particles of of the flesh that may uh, uh, try to make their way into your prayer uh, where you try to present your will in some way as we talked about about a little bit previously. Because of this, we conclude that if our offering, which is our prayer, intercession, is not offered upon the fire of the altar of burnt offering, so it can be salted with the fire of holiness, we do not have the right to be an intercessor in the status of a priest of God. And consequently, we are not able to have the legitimate status to the right to enter into the holy presence of the Lord holiness is the state of our heart which demonstrates itself in the legitimate words of prayer which are concealed in the entrails of our spirit as the faith of God which are then followed by acts which drop God's favor upon us pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord Hebrews 12 14 attempt to demonstrate this holiness outwardly with one another and with everyone without this holiness No one will see the Lord. Not see, that means no one will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven without the holiness or be saved. The attempt to demonstrate peace out of the boundaries of holiness, make peace with someone or demonstrate peace towards someone, But if a person does not behave as a child of God, then making uh, peace with this person out of the boundaries of holiness and not as a demonstration of holiness transforms us into the sons of resistance and destruction. If these people resist the truth, in all things they seem okay, they pray, they drink a little bit of wine secretly and do other things, they
1: uh,
0: control their pastors, they do Every person in such a church that does this, uh, and their inspectors uh, that that inspect their pastors, that uh, inspect and control the brothers and uh, the episcopals, and only that person thinks that what he can, that he can determine what is from God and what is from not, no, what is not from God. You need to not have anything in common with these people. That doesn't mean you can't say hello, but when from other with other people in the church. A lot of people don't understand these things. But there's a group of people that in some way understand this uh, and is kept by God and they're nourished by what we're nourished by.
1: They are
0: fed with bread and water. There are some people that have kept their their purity. And so all the people in the churches that that are surrounding us are not all religious and uh, in error, but only those that have made their head as God, that are inspectors. They don't come as students to the church, they come as inspectors and they control everything you say. And when they can't find anything, then they absolutely will come up to you and say, you did, you you pronounced this word uh, incorrectly. Uh, just to find something, some kind of Problem that they can bring up to you.
1: You see,
0: you, 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 you made a mistake here or here. The most important is that we understand, because there were such preachers that uh, didn't know the language and did make great mistakes, and they were.
1: And
0: when there were, people came to them. Uh, telling them that they had s- stated things uh, somewhat incorrectly, which were truly the way they were stated maybe incorrectly, but the person asked, did you understand the essence of what, what I was saying? Yes, I did understand the essence, well that's enough. I'm just bringing this example up just to show the, the differences. Specifically, the quality of holiness demonstrated by us in prayer gives us the right to enter into the presence of God, which we demonstrate to God as evidence that we are holy. Specifically, the quality of holiness, because in essence, only those that are holy are able to demonstrate the interests of the holiness of their God by completing their sanctification, pursuing the goal of dedication in order to serve God. The word holy, I shall remind us when it comes to man, holy is one who is born from God. This is not someone who does righteous acts in order to become holy. This is one who is born this way. He was born from God. It can't be that God bear an unrighteous and unholy person. He bears a person who is righteous, justified, you receive justification at the time of repentance, and you become holy because you're born from the seed of the word of truth. It can't be you be born from the word of the seed of truth and be unrighteous, unholy. And so a holy person is a person who is born from God, born for God, coming from God, belonging to God, abiding in God, the personal possession and holiness of God redeemed by God, separated for God, dedicated to God, separated as they did an animal that they would separate for sacrifice, dedicated to God, in the likeness of God, entering the lot of God, or or inheriting one lot with God, sharing the power of authority with God. This is what holiness means or holy means one who is born from the seed of the word of truth. The word holy identifies the inner state of our heart, making our heart identical to the heart of God. Our heart becomes identical to God's heart, and so that means the spirit. When talking about the heart, it's not the muscle that's in us physically, we're talking about our spirit. At the same time, the word holiness identifies the demonstration of this state of the heart which serves as an argument of our belonging and our origination in God and from God, which gives us the right to be warriors in prayer, in the status of a king, priest, and prophet, giving God the proper foundation to bow down the heavens for us so that He can show us His favor. Bow down your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Flash forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out your arrows and destroy them. Stretch out your hand from above. It's talking about our enemies that live in us, that is our corrupt thoughts, desires, and that live out of us as well. These are people that are unclean and wicked, that have filled our churches, and are always trying to accuse us of something he's talking about them stretch out your hand from above rescue me and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of foreigners whose mouth speak lying words and whose right hand is the right hand of falsehood i will sing a new song to you O god on a harp of ten strings i will sing praises to you the one who gives salvation to kings who delivers david his servant from the deadly sword
1: psalm 144 5
0: through 10 and so salvation to kings. And so salvation, salvation to kings. A king is a renewed mind. And so when it's renewed, uh, it doesn't depend on your feelings any longer. The renewed mind will never depend on it. Will never pay attention to what the feelings are trying to do. You always trust in what you know, and you know in whom you have believed, and we know that we have passed from death to life, because we love the brethren. We don't feel, we know. Why? Because it's not because I feel something, I felt something, because I do what God has commanded. We more than once have paid attention to the fact that our prayer in the form of a new song upon a harp of ten strings that is done upon the basis of the new covenant within the atmosphere of holiness is the new covenant is a new song and a tarp of ten strings is a new covenant that is made within the atmosphere of holiness. And so the law then becomes our servant rather than our master or our guard. It is called to bow down the heavens for us where God's favor is poured out in His selective for us love. In Scripture, the phrase to bow down the heavens when it comes to the relationship of God with man means to incline his ear to the prayer of a man God listens to the prayer of the righteous. Yes, he he falls, maybe he's not perfect, but God calls him righteous because he counts himself dead to sin, living for God, and proclaims state, the not existing, existing, uh, what he's received, he's confessing, and God accounts this to him as righteousness. He put a crown of righteousness upon him. And so now he doesn't listen to the devil that accuses him and religious people that, oh, you did the same thing again, or and you say you're holy. A holy person wouldn't do this, and so forth. They don't. Based on those things, base things on that. They base things upon what they know. To incline his ear to the prayer of a man, listen attentively to a prayer of a man, turn his eyes for good for this praying person, become a stronghold or a place of refuge for a warrior in prayer. Become a covering for a praying person. He becomes a circle of defense or occupies a circle of defense around a warrior in prayer. Makes the enemies of a warrior in prayer flee. And he strikes the enemies of a warrior in prayer. Sit at my right hand until I... Put your enemies under your feet. It says, "Sit and reign." Demonstrate <clears throat> this uh, royal authority over your emotions. Se- be seated at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. Proclaim the not-existent as existent. They're not yet under your feet, but you, 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 proclaim, proclaim it. In order to provide God with the proper foundation to bow down the heavens for us so that He can pour out His love into our heart, it is necessary to present to God arguments of your origination in demonstrating the fruits of holiness within the atmosphere of brotherly love as well as out of it. As holiness is the demonstration of the fruit of righteousness that is brought by a person that is born from god but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of right, slaves of god you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life from in 622 according to this place of scripture we conclude that until a person is freed from sin by casting off the old man he cannot become a servant of god so that he can demonstrate the salt of holiness and he does this how by confession he says he has died to uh, these things when he casts off the old man he becomes a slave of god and can demonstrate the salt of holiness and if he can't do this he can't become a a servant of god so he can demonstrate his holiness to demonstrate the salt of holiness it is necessary to first be born from the from listening to the imperishable seed of the word of god therefore you can only be holy in your origins. To comprehend the essence and difference between the definition of holy and the definition of holiness in our relationship with God, it is necessary for us to answer a series of questions. First, what does it make of itself and what is it and how is the characteristic of the the love of God and holiness identified? What purpose is the holiness of the love of God called to fulfill in the relationship of God with man and man with God? What price is necessary to be paid in order to demonstrate the love of God and holiness in order to collaborate with the holiness of God? By what signs are we to examine ourselves that we have the presence of salt within ourselves indicating holiness, specifically the demonstration of the qualities of the grown by us fruit of holiness? Identifying the atmosphere of brotherly love is called to give God the proper foundation He needs to pour out His selective love into our heart and be a legit field in the relationship of God with man. And so He can then open up, a, in in other words, His promises for us in a specific format. We already looked and studied the first two questions,
2: talking
0: about the assault of holiness, the the purpose of it and have been studying the third. What price do we need to pay in order to demonstrate the salt of holiness, which is the foundation and atmosphere, to collaborate with the holiness of God and identifying the love of God? Demonstrating the salt of holiness is the primary purpose and calling of a holy person. For the right to fulfill this role, it is necessary to pay the appropriate price demonstrated in the fulfillment of the conditions of the holy law, holy commandments, holy instructions, and holy statutes. As holiness is the legitimate field for all forms and levels of relationships between God and man and man with other men, we can conclude that first the price for the right to demonstrate holiness will have many meanings, will be multifaceted, and will be multifunctional. Second, the price for the right to perform holiness never has any discounts or
1: exceptions.
0: (laughs) In a specific format, we already looked at four components of the price giving us the right to perform holiness in demonstrating the love of God coming from the atmosphere of brotherly love. And so the fifth component of the price for the right to perform holiness in demonstrating brotherly love in your faith is to separate yourself from all that is unholy. For I am the Lord who brings you out of the land of Egypt to be your God, you shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Leviticus 11:45. I will remind us that God because of the power of the natural character of his holiness when it comes to his creation is at a distance from his creation in great isolation from it and with immeasurable power as a creator of all that is visible and invisible. Therefore, in the given command it is referring to the format of God's separation or isolation from all that is not in accordance to His holiness that is called to abide in the heart of a man that is born from God within the boundaries of the commandments of the Lord identifying the righteousness of God.
1: the phrase you shall therefore be holy
0: for I am holy is presented in the format of an, of an instructed commandment exclusively for the nation of God or for the descendants of God that came from him and this means that the creation of God is not, o- not always the nation of God. God did not bear angels, he made them servants and even angels he sees imperfections in them but his nation who that he bore that is also his creation his nation is his creation he does not see any imperfections in Jesus Christ there's a difference between angels the creation and us being born and we are the nation of God he made them servants to serve the nation and and so at this between God's creation and nation and the nation of God, there is always a very large pit or gap. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. Although all visible and invisible creation,
1: and so if you demonstrate
0: this whole, uh, if you don't demonstrate this holiness, and Scripture says you will never see God, and so angels see the characteristics of God in each one of you. And so it may be known through the church, the principalities in heaven, the many different forms of God's wisdom. He will see they see God's wisdom in his children. They don't look at our physical body, they look at what? They look at our spirit. They
1: our spirit.
0: Uh, is perfect, but our body doesn't always uh, perform or demonstrate those things of the Spirit perfectly. And so they look at the perfection from the Spirit because our spirit is inherent to God or in the likeness of God. And so if we are born from God, then we are God's family. Angels were not born from God and are not God's family, they are His. A creation, and so God's creation cannot is not always the nation of God, but the nation of God is al- always a creation of God. <clears throat> And so, although all visible and invisible creation, including the angels of the Lord, is the work of God's hands and God's belonging, as it is written, the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, the holiness of God, is only the nation of God that has come from the seed of the word of truth. Therefore, only those that are holy, that are like that like God, separate themselves from all that is not in accordance to to the demands of His holiness, are able to and are called to see God. This holiness lies beyond the regular or and comprehensions of our mind. Therefore, in order to reveal and examine within your three-dimensional essence the fruit of holiness of such a form, it is necessary to collaborate with God in the plan of your total sanctification that is in accordance to the demands of Scripture that pursues the goal of total dedication the essence of total sanctification that pursues the goal of total dedication to God we began to study in the necessity to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness and what accord has Christ with Belial or what part has believer with an unbeliever and what agreement has the temple of God with idols for you are the temple of the living God and God said I will dwell in them angels are not the temple of God but you are a temple of God I will dwell in them and walk among them I will be their God and they shall be my people therefore come out from among them and be separate says the Lord do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you so to come out from their midst is to come out of Babylon where entire services mix uh, God things with the things of man, the given command to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers is presented in fine, five things that cannot happen, that represent our sanctification, where we are called to demonstrate holiness. And so, no union of the temple of God with idols for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness, the fellowship of righteousness and lawlessness, so this cannot happen, no fellowship between light and darkness, no agreement between Christ and Belial, no collaboration between one that is faithful and one that is unfaithful. Considering that our time is up and I was not able to really open up on the subject today, I, I kind of... Uh, expanded on some other things today. I allowed myself to expand on them. And it was things that we needed to listen to and hear. And so we will leave this subject for the next service. We will study these five because holiness is something that needs to, uh, we need to give some time to it so that we can learn it and understand it we have refreshed our mind uh, of the things today that we heard who God is for for us in His holiness let us bend our knees and or our heads and pray and all those who want to resist their lusts their desires, their fears, their illnesses you can come out here to the altar and we will pray for you and may the Lord bless you in this prayer Amen We'll be praying your prayer and i ask you to deeply believe that god is for you he is not against you he is faithful to his word that if he has justified you in jesus christ he has made you righteous before His face upon the condition that you, receiving justification, you will proclaim who you are in Jesus Christ and what He's done for you. And He accounts this to you as righteousness. And He takes this as a crown and puts it upon your head. And although you continue to fall on sin, you Remain righteous, because a righteous falls seven times will rise again. Believe the Word of God, and the grace of God will reign in you. Close your eyes. This is your secret room. Lift your hands to God. A sign that your hands are without wrath or doubt. Pray together with me, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you, I open up my heart, you see my wounds that are inflicted by my lusts, my sin, you see my heart, you see your word there that I have concealed there. I ask you, according to that word that I have accepted in your justification by the gift of your grace, reveal your mercy, show your mercy to me, clothe me into that word may the webs of sin be destroyed the shackles of unrighteousness be destroyed I love you I love your word I accept your Holy Spirit so that he may help me destroy the stronghold of death in my body and erect in my body the stronghold of life that I have accepted by the gift of your grace in the seed of the heard word. And right now, before heaven and hell, I want to proclaim that in accordance to your word, right now, I am washed, I am cleansed, I am justified, and I am saved. Your sins are forgiven and your trespasses in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. May He look upon you with His his great face and show you mercy and give you peace. May thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you, but they won't touch you. May upon you, you will stand upon your enemy. May you step upon the neck of your enemy. May the blessing of the ancient mountains and everlasting hills be upon you and be fulfilled upon you, and the nation shall say, "Amen." Amen.